Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is part of a series we call Stories of the New Testament, an appendage to a series of books written under the banner of In Defense of Christianity. Podcast 121 examines Matthew chapter 14, The Beheading of John the Baptist, a parable for our day. The story of the beheading of John the Baptist is perhaps one of the most famous stories of the New Testament. It has all the aspects of high drama, sex, violence, intrigue, deception, collusion, revenge, power, seduction, manipulation, and murder. It was later elevated to stage drama by such notables as Flaubert, the French novelist, and Wilde, the English dramatist. The dramatists exercise their poetic license and are not historically reliable. From there we got the term, the Dance of the Seven Veils. And you have the Clash of the Titans, the ambitious Herod, the Tetrarch of Galilee, and John the Baptist, a prophet of God, sent to prepare the earth for the coming of Jesus Christ. It is good versus evil, and evil prevails in our unjust world. Herod is referred to by Jesus as that old fox. Herod, however, is afraid of John the Baptist, who has a huge following, yet he becomes a pawn in the hands of his illegitimate wife, Herodias, who seeks revenge against John for condemning her marriage to Herod. Both Herod and Herodias were divorced, and because of Jewish law, their marriage was condemned by the bold John the Baptist. Herodias wanted John killed. Herod compromised by putting him in prison. Therefore, the battle between Herodias and Herod begins. With all of Herod's power, he is no match for his subtle wife. Herodias represents the femme fatale. She has a daughter, Salome, probably a teenager, perform a sensuous dance before King Herod for his birthday. He is seduced by her beauty. The dance was almost certainly provocative in a most reprehensible way as she was Herod's stepdaughter. King Herod was so taken that he promised with an oath to give Salome anything she asked for. That was a foolish oath which cost John the Baptist his life and King Herod his soul. He was naively unaware of the depths his wife would go to to satisfy her revenge. It was Herodias who plotted from the beginning with her daughter to seduce the superstitious Herod into making such a hasty promise. Salome coldly asked for the head of John the Baptist on a silver platter called a charger. At that time Herod the Tetrarch heard of the fame of Jesus and said unto his servants, This is John the Baptist. He is risen from the dead, and therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. For Herod had laid hold on John, and bound him, and put him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife. For John said unto him, It is not lawful for thee to have her. And when he would have put him to death, he feared the multitude, because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was kept, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. 
whereupon he promised with an oath to give her whatsoever she would ask. And she, being instructed of her mother, said, Give me here John the Baptist's head in a charger. Next, we have a very chilling story summarized in only 25 words. And the king was sorry, nevertheless, for the oath's sake, and them that sat with him at meat, he commanded it to be given her. Herod ordered the murder of an innocent man merely because of a hasty oath made under the influence of lust for his stepdaughter. A rash act by a petty king, which could not be rescinded, cost the life of one of the greatest prophets to live on the earth. Jesus said of John, Matthew 11, But what went ye out for to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, Among them that are born of women there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Yet Herod murders him for the oath's sake. This is a practice handed down for thousands of years. It is often associated with secret organizations. For example, with the publication of the Valachi Papers based on the life of Joe Valachi, an underworld mob figure, we discovered that organized crime figures called the Mafia made just such oaths in which they carried out murders and other heinous crimes against man. For the oath's sake, Satan counterfeits God. One of the highest things one can do is covenant with God to serve him. One of the evilest things man can do is to carry out secret covenants of violence to advance in power and wealth. Herod's own life ended in disgrace when he lost favor with Rome in his climb for power. In the terse language of the Bible we read, And he sent and beheaded John in the prison. John the Baptist, who had fulfilled his mission, became the first martyr for Christ without trial or due process of law simply for the oath's sake. He was a pawn in the hands of a small king and his angry wife, and all brought about by a salacious dance by a daughter who was a pawn in the hands of her evil mother. The world turns on a dime as high drama plays out. It is a footnote in history that refused to die. The death of John almost takes away from the highest moment of his career when he baptized the living Christ, one of the greatest dramas of the world, because it was attended by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the first recorded instance of its kind. Yet such events were invisible to the world, played out on a small stage in the little noted land of Judea that marked the final days of the Jewish Empire. The other tribes of Israel lost to the world, becoming known only as the Ten Lost Tribes. One verse marks the end of John the Baptist. It is one of the most gruesome scenes in the Bible, making one tempted to block it out of one's mind, for it shows the depravity brought on by evil. And his head was brought in a charger, and given to the damsel, and she brought it to her mother. So many messages come from the story of the death of John the Baptist, but its lesson plays out on the world stage today. When we distance ourselves from God, as Herod and his wife Herodias did, depravity knows no boundaries. Immorality follows when absolute laws are ignored or denied. It is a slippery slope. Salome was sacrificed by her mother to satisfy her mother's lust for revenge, and both Herod and Herodias in their royal lives lusted for greater power, which proved their downfall. We do not know the age of Salome. Scholars estimate that she was a mere child, a teenager, a victim of parents who sacrificed her for their own lusts. 
She was used as a pawn to satisfy her parents' agenda. She was a child sacrifice. Her story is as tragic as that of John the Baptist. We do not know what became of her. Her role in history, which lasted but a few moments, was over. Everyone agrees that the dance was not a waltz, but a salacious exhibition to seduce Herod, her stepfather, into having adulterous thoughts toward his daughter by marriage and making horrific promises. It was as incestuous as the marriage of Herod and Herodias, his brother's wife, which was also considered incestuous by Jewish law. She divorced her husband to marry his brother Herod. She compounds her injury by prostituting her own daughter to satisfy her own evil ends. But how does that remotely differ from what we are doing to our children today in our public schools by erasing gender pronouns and attempting to erase gender itself? by encouraging innocent and unprepared youth to submit to an unalterable sex change, undergoing bodily mutilation, adults who would never consider such violence on their own person, or encouraging and even actively promoting confusion about gender among the innocent youth of their classroom. They are wolves in sheep's clothing. They best heed one of the Savior's harshest condemnations, for he loved children. Matthew 18.6 But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Some counselors and teachers in elementary schools through high school are actively promoting transgenderism, homosexuality, sexual confusion, pitting children against their parents. They're promoting pornography in schools as part of the curriculum without any consideration for the inevitable consequences or for their parents' wishes. It is like child sacrifice, but that which is done to the innocent child is irreversible, yet it satisfies the agenda of the adults. They demonize masculinity and femininity and deny the laws of nature. They demean the roles of mothers and fathers, parents and children, claiming they are not necessary claiming that children belong to the government. They attack traditional families and marriage between a man and a woman. You think this is new? It isn't. It goes back to ancient times. It was a major part of idol worship. It has brought about the downfall of many nations and will prove our destruction if we continue the way we are going. Furthermore, they are in collusion with doctors and hospitals and other businesses who profit from gender confusion. In addition to schools, doctors and hospitals, businesses, the liberal press, and the woke agenda, they have the full backing of the President of the United States and the liberal Congress with only a minority of dissenters, as well as the Justice Department and other high offices in government. Look closely at the environment of the story of Herod and the beheading of John the Baptist. In less than a hundred years, the Jewish nation will be entirely destroyed by the Romans, and the Jews scattered all over the world, causing incalculable suffering and death. The fall of Jerusalem will soon be followed by the fall of Rome itself, the most powerful nation in the world at the time. Its fall is legendary. The decline and fall of the Roman Empire by Gibbon should be required reading for anyone holding high office, for today we are being led down the same destructive path. Once a Christian nation, the United States of America, whose motto was, In God We Trust, will grow more akin to Herod and Herodias than to Jesus. If we do not reverse the trends now, we will become like those global powers of old and reach critical mass, and the chain reaction will be irreversible and will result in the death of Western civilization.
Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.